Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with that one guy from State Farm, Jake, and everybody who's so 2000 and late. I'm Adrian, as always, here with my co-host, Paul. Let's get Big Factin'. Let's get No Cappin'. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No Cap. No cap. Man, I'm sad. Why's that, buddy? Because you're not here anymore. The, the the government needed me to come back to California to complete my mission, so that's why I'm gone, buddy. But I'll be back as soon as possible, I promise. Guatemalan or American government? Both. They're working together. Ooh, I don't like that. That doesn't sound like it's updated good. What do you mean? I just feel like... The parts of the Guatemalan government that would work with the American military state are like kind of the more reactionary end of the South American political spectrum. No, no, no. I'm doing cool things. I'm like, American, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm getting bad guys, you know? Mm. And I'm not asking questions about why they're bad guys, but I'm getting them. <laughs> they told me that child had a weapon. Exactly. I had to get him. He was coming right at me. Well, at the camera that was attached to my drone, but he was coming right at it. Coming right at it. So don't you wear your pretty little head. And I mean, he was coming at me perspective-wise because the missile was coming down on top of him. So, like, it looked like he was getting bigger and bigger. I was scared, man. Yeah, all that's true. They grow up so fast. Cool, 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 cool. Um, How was your flight? You know, everybody likes a good travel story. Everybody likes to hear about, could you believe it? I had a layover. Ugh. And then my connecting flight also had a layover, so it was like actually kind of convenient because it meant I could make the connecting flight. It worked out perfectly, to be honest with you. I got there in record time. No, it was a little... There wasn't anything really that notable. There was a woman who, for whatever reason, decided last minute she wanted off the plane, so we had to like taxi back to the gate, uh, and that delayed us by an hour because we lost our place in line to like depart. Mm. Um, and then because it was windy in Sacramento, which, holy shit, I don't know what happened while I was gone, but it is like... Trees are on the ground and everything's like pouring rain and it's wind everywhere. Uh, the last like 45 minutes of the plane ride was like, I was like 50-50 on whether or not I was going to throw up. It was kind of like, it's something that I've trained for a lot because it's kind of like, um, I don't know how you feel about this or, have we ever talked about this on, on pod before? About, um, I'm a pretty 50-50 thrower-upper. I'm not like a steel stomach type dude. Like if I wake up hungover and I feel like I might throw up, oftentimes these days I just make myself throw up because that's easier. It helps you feel better afterwards. But I have also been in situations where I'm like 50-50 and I've learned that kind of like breath control, like really like deep like concentration of like, all right, just make it through the next minute and we're going to be all right. A plane uh, is a perfect place for... to do it. They have those convenient bags. You know what? It's just that I think I saw one, at least one guy pull them out. I'm surprised more people weren't like uh, going for them because it was a rough ride. Um but no, I didn't. I wanted to be a, 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 a what is what word uh, unnoticeable. So I, I didn't want to make a scene. So I just really like focused on my breath and finished watching the show I was watching. Mm. On your iPad without earbuds, so you had it on loud so everybody could hear. No, I was really lucky this time for whatever reason. It was the same United uh, flight that I, I guess it was a different flight because it was from a different city. But they had the little screens on the back of the the headrests from the other ones, which I didn't have on my way here uh, or back home, which was very disappointing to me. I they those little screens are great. For a three hour flight, you get to watch one movie and then start another movie. Ooh, 
five hour flight because it had a one hour delay and it's four hours. Oh, um, uh, so I finished. Been... A, I'll talk about it in my media roundup, but I crashed the whole season of something. You watch shows on a flight? Ridiculous! Ridiculous choice. Who doesn't watch a movie? Shows are better because they're just a little bit quicker in their turnover. Sometimes with movies, it just feels like I don't know. It just feels like endless. It feels almost as endless as just sitting there staring at something. I disagree. All right. Well, we're allowed to do that. Also, I think one of my texts didn't come through to you, but one of the ways that I spent time on the flight is I played uh, the Magnus Carlsen chess game where you get to choose what age you play him at. And mm. it like tells you his life story at every stage. And it's like when he was three, he wasn't even really playing chess. But, you know, play this one if you want to have an easy match. And then it was like <laughs> at seven years old, he still wasn't really into chess. He was more into playing football and skiing. Uh, play this if you want like a moderate match or whatever. Um, so I think I, I sent you a text that didn't go through that was telling you that I was at a stalemate with a six and a, six and a half year old Magnus Carlson. <laughs> I ended up beating him, but like it was closer than I'd like to admit. And then they measured him at age 16 when he was really like he was wasted, like blackout drunk and it gets easier for that month. They, they, uh, they got the guy from Nathan for you who does the age projection things or whatever. <laughs> and he had him do his, uh, 90 year old stage. That is a thing I think he does. I've, I've seen a video recommended on YouTube that's like, Magnus Carlsen Twitch stream get gets drunk mm. and still crushes or whatever something like that. That's like, cool. Yeah, it was really cool too because I played ninety year old Magnus Carlsen or should I say Magdalena Carlsen because apparently uh, they transition into a cat girl uh, when they're ninety. So that's cool. Did the name Magdalena, other than letting me know it was a female Magnus, did it also let me know it was a cat and I just didn't catch that or is that you just added cat? Meow Galita. I wasn't thinking that far ahead. Obviously. Maybe Agnes should have been what... I don't know. I actually have a... You know what? That's probably not a take I need to express about how I don't really understand why certain trans people want to keep so close to their given name. Uh, no, I actually do think that is a take we need here on the pod. That is true. You could just... You have the opportunity yeah. to pick a whole new name. I don't know why, like, Jules... But, Julius uh, needs know, to become Jules or... Yeah, yeah. Or, like, John needs to be, like, Joan or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like... I, but you know, you, Jay, your transition is your transition. Don't let me tell you how to do anything. If I was suffering from like gender dysphoria, I wouldn't go with Paula once I transitioned. Paula Dean? I was thinking more Abdul, but you're right. Maybe I am like a Paula Dean. Maybe that would be more like my spirit. Yeah. I do love butter. I do love butter. I I'll do love butter. And I am Southern. Mm hmm. I love me some flaky biscuits. I have never seen you in the same room as Paula Dean. Now that I think about it, what? what? You Especially during that questions. southern-themed wedding that you went to. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Okay, let's get off this. Let's get off this. <laughs> um. Anyways, did you want to know? That was it for my flight. It was long. I don't like traveling. It sucks to get from one part of the country to the other all the way across. Now, Paula Dean, she is Jimmy Dean's wife, right? They are married. Yeah. And it's hard to figure out which one's the breadwinner in the family, but which one's the bread maker, I have no idea. Hey, I'll tell you what, she's getting that sausage. Come on now. Come on now. He's getting those patties. Does she make patties? He's getting those cakes. <laughs> okay, okay, come on now. Come on now. Uh, anything that you wanted to talk about, Paul? How was uh, coming back over to Charlotte and getting back to work after the holidays? You know, I thought it was going to be worse than it is. You know, back at it. Back on my yeah. grind, back on my bullshit, back at it. Hey. It's nice to be off, it's nice to see family, but, you know, we can't live in that fantasy world, Adrian. Yeah, you know, work is your sense of purpose, I get it. Mm-hmm, I've always said so. Yeah. Um, do you want to do a media roundup? I got three things. I got one, 
uh, Gerard Carmichael's special, Rathaniel. I finally watched it because I don't have HBO and I had it on the plane. Um, very, very good. I highly recommend it. Last 20 minutes kind of gets a little bit meandering, but you know, you know how like certain like really corny, lyrical, miracle, soft boy rappers like NF will talk about how like music is their therapy. The only time I've really believed that is when I saw Gerard's like last 20 minutes of his special. That was literally just him in a therapy session. Um, but in a good way, it was still good. Sounds like a three Um, mics sort of special. Oh yeah. I'm sure Paul's going to hate it because it's a man being emotional on stage, um, and being vulnerable. Uh, but I think I don't know. Save it for your short films. They're your one man shows. Mm. Shout out to Gerard, who uh, Paul and I saw in the early days when he was opening for Daniel Tosh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. He was. I, I remember very distinctly me, you, and Adam being very impressed by him when he uh, opened for DT. For DT. The other thing that I watched on the plane was the rest. So the first episode came out for free. They got me hooked, had no way to watch it, was not going to get a true TV subscription, but John Gabris and Adam Pally's 101 Places to Party Before You Die, they say it in the intro, like, dream job. Like, the show isn't that great, but, like, it's just, you know how some people do the, like, unironic, I like Adam Sandler films because it's just them going out and doing fun stuff with their friends and, like, getting paid to do it? Yeah. That's essentially the vibe, but I like these people more than I like Adam Sandler and his friends. Um, so it's cool and fun to just watch, like, Adam Pally and John Gabris go have a bunch of fun in these cool cities. Uh, anything that you got going on or that you got into? Any of you round up on your end, Paul? I'm gonna, I was planning to, tonight before you forced me to record this pod, I was planning to watch The Menu, wow. which is now on HBO, but guess so, I'll just have to wait for tomorrow. You're gonna have to, yeah, wait one more day? Yeah, but I, I could have had a review. Think about the audience, what they're being deprived of. A review of The Menu? What are you, a food critic? Alright, cool. You wanna get into the theme? Yeah, let's get into the theme. All right. Actually, let me see if I can read this verbatim so I'm not taking them out of context. Um, So as always, you as the audience are free to suggest us third segments or themes or ideas for episodes. Um, And in this case, our episode idea comes from one uh, Melissa in Washington, and she sent a message on the Big Facts No Cap Discord that said... Are there advice columns dealing with future predictions? This article seems like it could be a good premise for a pod episode, but it's not quite in the right format. Uh, And they sent in an article from NPR about predictions for the year 2023 from people living in the year 20 or uh, 1923. Um, So we have done a shot calling episode, but for this episode, our uh, shot calling was a little short term, though. This is like real future predictions. Well, no one calls your shot for like what's going to happen in 100 years. You're right. Or if you're like one of those Vincent Van Gogh types who's like, you know, in 100 years, they're going to love this. Ooh. Yeah, this pod really isn't for our era, but it is going to be beloved in the future. We're going to be like the expressionists of 21, 23. You know what I always say is like, I I agree with 21 Savage. Like, go ahead and just freeze us, unfreeze us at 21, 21, because that's when people are going to get what we're doing here. Do we want to make any predictions about the year? Hey, Paul, are you ready to pay the extra fee that you need for these long term, long distance calls? That's not a thing anymore. We have Wi-Fi calling. Come on, man. Internet calling is the future. What? Yeah. You... <laughs> I've been calling this dude in Bangladesh that I've been hanging out with online all the time. <laughs> Do you hang out with a lot of Bangladeshi dudes? Yeah, I play chess with them. Ooh. Do you think the Earth will exist with humans on it? Like, let's get years? that out of the way first. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe, but like a much smaller population. I don't think there's going to be like you know just atom bombs is blowing up everybody maybe that's gonna be how we go i think we're just gonna like greatly reduce the number of people we have on the earth from some catastrophe 
Okay, from a catastrophe. I thought you were doing like a Malthusian thing, like we can't feed the uh, yeah, yeah. people we have. Uh, so I'm going to assume, you said it was an NPR article from the year 1923? It's an NPR article collecting and recounting what people predicted in 1923. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I feel like with climate change and the fact that we have like world-ending technologies, I think... Our predictions now are going to be so much grimmer for the year 2123 than theirs were back then when they were like, in the future, you'll be able to cook a whole dinner in one minute with the magic of microwaves. No, it'll be like all of your food is in one pill. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was like from our childhood, what everyone thought it was going to be. I feel like they were so much more positive back then. They're going to be like, oh, in the future, a robot does all the cleaning in your house. And nowadays we're like, yeah, we, we have Roombas. Isn't that one of the things why people point out of like how disgusting the elf slavery in harry potter is is that like they can do magic to get things done but they just like it better to have slaves do it (laughs) um but you know what i mean like we have roombas and it doesn't seem that great because it seems like there's gonna be a climate apocalypse in the near future Mm. and i guess roombas aren't as cool as the promise of like all right i have two ideas robot made you know one, can we do sillier predictions like do you think the mcdonald's blizzard machine is finally gonna work in a hundred years I mean, you can. Or two, do you want to predict things about 1923 because we don't, we aren't historians and we don't actually know that much about 1923? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a stock market crash. Put all your money in gold. Yeah. If you see a baby named Adolf, kill him. On sight. <laughs> Adolf was already an adult. <laughs> he fought in World War One, my man. <laughs> what? Yeah. He fought in World War One. I? I thought he was painting. I can't. I don't know if that was before or after. This is why we we mm. can make predictions about twenty twenty three. We know so little about <laughs> history. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Um. Or nineteen twenty three. Do you think there was any like sci fi technologies that might exist in a hundred years? Do you think we'll be on Mars, terraforming it, living on it? You know, I know a guy whose PhD is focused on studying on how to like grow plants on on Mars. Um, and he's a really cool guy. I thought you were about to say he's a really dumb guy, so I don't have hope that it's going to work out. Well, I said he's a really cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. He's a smart dude. Um, his name is but Matt like... Damon from the movie Martian. Heard of him, Paul? Yeah, he actually got kind of close to what his name is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it feels like we're really at the baby steps of it. But who knows? Maybe it's one of those things where once you get the simple things figured out, it all just like really falls into place. But I, I don't know. Maybe it seems so miserable. I, I have no mm-hmm. interest in living in Mars. If that was ever pitched to me, like at the age of 50, I'd be like, I'm good. Do you think there's ever going to be a future where like going to Mars and coming back and like people take spring breaks to Mars or, like, people are, like, it's a sexy thing on Earth if you come back from Mars and have a Martian accent. Like, that's a thing that, like, people are into. <laughs> like, do you think it's ever going to be that <laughs> mundane of a thing? Honestly, no. It seems like such a miserable I'm dating a guy hell. who's half Martian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he colonized Mars, so, like, he's not native Martian, but, like, mm. you know. He, like, speaks the language. He knows the culture. He likes to dance. <laughs> the Martian dance? What do you <laughs> Martians walk like this. Earth is there less gravity or more gravity on Mars? Would there would there be like funkier dances or like more like compact dances? Less gravity. Okay, so you can really do some flowy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can really. Also, Paul just started floating out of his chair. No, no atmosphere, so that guy would have a lot of genetic defects from radiation. Mm. 
I thought you meant that the dance clubs in, in, in the Martian in lands didn't have any atmosphere. There was no lighting, no good music. It was just all really bad. <laughs> no vibe. Yeah. Not vibey. Not vibey on Marth. I feel like you read a lot more sci-fi than I do. What's going on over there? Do you think in the year 2123, everybody will be wearing a dual disc? And if so, functionally or fashionably? Functionally. It helps you get through the uh, the plants. You get to use like a machete. <laughs> Oh, they all have razors on the end. Yeah, it's not for dueling. You know, you really hit the lead there. In the year 2123, everything is... Is it Katsu or another plant of the Martian variety? I think it's going to be a mix between two plants where we're like, oh, because of the Martian soil, it needs to have these qualities. And then because we want it to grow really fast, it needs to have these kind of genetics. And then they just pick like the most like terrible things to put together to make like a monstrosity of an invasive plant. Do you think if in the year... And then the scientists go, oh, I guess we could have thought that through a little bit more. <laughs> Thanks for the funding. But don't worry, we've we've combined a tiger and alligator, and that's the perfect animal to eat that <laughs> to plant. To eat up all of... Two predators who don't eat plants is the perfect thing to just munch on all that. <laughs> Thanks for the funding. If my calculations are correct. If I properly align the genomic sequences, I believe that this should be the proper solution for this kind of uh, economic collapse. Do you think in the year 2123, the world of Wally will be true? But since you already look like the humans in that movie, you'll be really skinny instead? Wow. <laughs> this is why I didn't bring in the whale. Because <laughs> I know what Paul's going to do with it. Can I tell you a secret, Paul? Yeah. I've never seen Wally. It's not that good. Really? I thought it was supposed to be one of the better ones. Mm. Wow. Let's do more predictions of what they thought in the year 1923, what they thought 2023 was going to be like. Oh, so we're like previewing our third segment where we react to them by yeah. predicting what we think they're going to be. Yeah, because in 1923, there really was like a specific timbre to the type of thing they predicted. Like it, it would be easier if we had a roulette wheel that had like health and wellness or like technology, kitchen technology mm. or like household. Te like, I think like you, you get those like common categories and you can kind of think of things like, uh, I don't know. I think they'd be impressed that we have like, you know, coffee bars that are fully uh, ro robot staffed or boba shops too, I think. Yeah. In the year 2023, even your, even your mirror will be steam powered. I think they saw a lot more stuff was going to have steam power. That's probably true. A lot more goggles. A lot more goggles. Um, fashion is always a good one, right? The the prediction was fashion was always going to go towards like a kind of like a lumine foil that we would just wrap around ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what the uh, idea behind that was, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think the other one that would be really disappointing to them is transportation. I feel like we did not get nearly as far on transportation as they... I mean, we went, we went to the moon... But, yeah. like, we don't have, like, a, a hoverboard or, like, a... Flying cars never came around. Yeah. Or, like, a tube system that sends us everywhere. I don't know why people thought that was going to be the thing. Pneumatic tubes were pretty big back then, I guess. Yeah, I think it just felt awesome that you could use pressure to send mail up and down a building. They were like, well, all we have to do is scale it up and we can send humans up and down a building. Do you ever do you ever feel like a plastic bag floating through the wind? No, I'm just kidding. Do you ever feel a little bit cheated that like we didn't exist during that time where you go to the bank and Wells Fargo sends you your items I through do. the drive through with the pneumatic really tubes? Cool. Yeah. yeah, my mom used to do that. Now I always thought it looked super cool. <laughs> and we're kind of past that stage. I don't even know if they have those anymore. To be honest with you, it doesn't seem like it saves enough time to be worth it, or maybe it's just the emails that replaced it, whatever happened. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I bank completely mobily now. I very rarely go to the actual, like, if not the ATM, like the bank bank for sure, I rarely ever go to. They, the ladies there are nice, though. I wish I went there more often. Mm. It's kind of that vibe of, like, they kind of treat me like I'm, like, stupid, but, like, in a very, like, nice way. No, yeah, you see, I bank with Wells Fargo, so I think if I actually talked to the tellers, they would just be opening more accounts in my name. Mm. That's a little bit of topical humor for uh, our finance nerds out there. Come on now. Come on now. I do bank with Wells Fargo, too, which is why I know about this story. <laughs> Did you get any money from the class action? No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't either. Nobody opened an extra account in my name. I feel like they thought, like, infrastructure was going to be a lot easier to change back then than it ended up being. Meaning, I feel like they thought... We can't even change to, like, the imperial system, or away from the imperial system. <laughs> but no, what I mean is, like, physical infrastructure. Like, they thought, like, as soon as a new type of skyscraper was invented, we were going to tear down all the old ones and build, like, mm -hmm. new ones. And it's just, like, that's just never how it ended up working. Like, there is a lot of, like, I guess, neat technologies out there, but... As a society, we don't just scrap everything old and start new, so not everything's a glossy metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that where, um, I mean, I think all throughout our life we've heard about things that were supposed to be like the next big thing that we never really saw come to fruition. I know I did a high school presentation on uh, biofuel, so fuel made from algae that I don't think went anywhere or maybe is still being worked on. I know Hunter for a while was really into, um, is it? piezoelectrics it's like electricity generated by like people stepping on things or like putting pressure on things and that's supposed to generate electricity like in an infinite amount there was a lot of like you'll be able to do a telephone call where you're where you'll see the other person and that one is one that has come to fruition in a much cooler way than a lot of people predicted because they always used to show that yeah. tv stuck to the wall are you thinking about the Friends episode? Because that's exactly what I'm thinking of, is when it's the really, really rich guy that Monica dates. That, but also there's even, like, older, like, uh, depictions of very similar Star Trek or stuff. things like that. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. like... It's not as mobile as people actually have it. Yeah. It actually worked out way better than that, like, used to look. 21, I guess they wouldn't have known yet, because nuclear power wouldn't have been as much on everybody's tongue as it was after World War II, but I... Mm. Did, did they at that point like Marie Curie had already been around where they, did they like envision a future where nuclear power powered everything I don't think so not yet not yet I think that's a problem 2023 is like just before the most famous sci-fi stuff we know you know like in the yeah. 40s and 50s we know all the famous sci-fi worlds from then and what they predicted 2023 is just a little earlier yeah I think they were all just drinking and partying do you think they do you think they were expecting Four Loco to come out? They're like, what if you like mixed up a little bit of energy into this alcohol? In the future, we're imagining a crazy sort of future where alcohol is legal. What if What if in the future there's like 60 different hard seltzers to choose from? <laughs> this man is crazy. Put him in the loony bin with the homosexuals. Lock him in in the slammer. I feel like not only is it depressing looking forward, but it's also depressing looking backward that like, I think very rightfully so, so many of their predictions were like, we're going to do things that make things easier for the average person. And then you get into that talking point of like, here's how much like we've increased technology and here's how much we're all still working the same amount, <laughs> if not more. Yeah. Well, I have a little guy called Marx you can read who can explain that for you perfectly. Sasuke Uchiwa? In the year 2023, everybody won't have to talk with this annoying accent anymore. Yeah. 
I guess for your particular field, there would be no predictions. I was going to say if there were any like biology uh, predictions, I think people were cloning was another one that I think people had a lot more hope in when we were like in middle school um, than I think we've actually been able to do. Although there have been some cool things. I think there was also like that was when like very pseudoscientific idea, not pseudoscientific, but very like lofty ideas that just like didn't work out because of you just can't coordinate people like this were coming to fruition sort of things like universal languages were being developed you know what i mean like that was yeah. the era where they were like we can invent a perfect language by mixing english and french or i tried to learn english and french <laughs> <laughs> because they were the two lingua francas come on i guess not mm. english at that point but you know like yeah. french and some other language i um, did try to learn esperanto for a while where that was the goal yeah or uh, maybe like evolution was just coming into like being a mainstream theory and that was like maybe the era where they were like and by the year 2023 humans will have wings because it'll be the most efficient way to get around and mm, as we know yeah, evolution yeah. tells us that that's how that works that's what the smart ones would have said another thing i could imagine them is them like really putting too much stock in like sigmund freud and like the beginnings of psychology and being like by the year 2023 we'll be able to control the human mind accurately and artificial human minds created of tubes will control all the world systems in the year 2023 in 2023 we'll figure out the human mind and my bitch wife won't be spending all day depressed in bed all day because she feels like she has no sense of purpose instead of making me dinner and a martini every night that'll be a thing of the past hey i mean they invented vicodin man come on uh was there anything else i was gonna say honestly should we jump into the third segment early Ooh, Paul's looking to the future on this one. He's saying, hey, we don't have to stick to the same. New year, new format. Although I think we've done this at least once before. Yeah. All right, sure. There you go. All right. Here's what 2023 has in store, as predicted by experts in 1923. Forget flying cars. When scientists and sociologists in 1923 offered predictions for what life might look like in 100 years, their visions were along the lines of curly-haired men, four-hour workdays, 300-year-old people, and watch-sized radio telephones. That's according to Paul Ferry, a researcher and instructor at the University of Calgary who compiled newspaper clippings of various experts' 2023 forecasts in a now-viral Twitter thread. They include projections about population growth and life expectancy, trends in personal hygiene, advances in industries, from travel to healthcare, and even some meta-musings on the future of journalism itself. In reading a forecast of 2023, when many varieties of aircraft are flying through the heavens, we do not begin the day by reading the world's news, but by listening to it. For the newspaper has gone out of business more than half a century before, wrote one newspaper which was neither identified nor entirely off-base. So here we go, here are the categories. Advancements in health and beauty. Several seers describe a world full of healthier and more beautiful people, though only one explicitly linked those two ideas. One writer predicted the eradication of cancer, as well as tuberculosis, infantile paralysis, also known as polio, locomotor ataxia, and leprosy. Paul, how is your medical knowledge on which one of those are right and which one of those are wrong? Horrible. I'm pretty sure, thanks to some rap songs, I know that cancer still exists, and fuck cancer. I'm pretty sure TB is still something you have to get screened for. I'm pretty sure polio is mostly eradicated. How can I ask my... I think there's a polio vaccine. I know there's a vaccine for it. I don't know if it ever, like, pops back up in small numbers. Mm. Uh, and locomotor ataxia and leprosy. I haven't, I haven't met anybody with leprosy, but, like, that could still be a thing. I feel like it... God, this is about to sound so offensive. I don't know why I feel like I've heard of leprosy in India. 
Mm. Another went with the headline, fewer doctors and present, oh, fewer doctors and present diseases unknown. All beautiful people. I think we have more doctors than ever. Is that true? I actually have no idea. Maybe in, back in the day, everybody, since, you know, being a doctor, you didn't have to go to medical school. You could just like say you were a doctor. Oh, you mean the days when you could just be like a barber slash doctor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When Cedric the Entertainer was a doctor <laughs> slash barber. I think that well, it was a, maybe they were also doctors, but I think you're thinking of dentists. Like they used to do the same thing. Like it was like the shit coming out of your head. One oh. guy would take care of, they would take care of your hair Barbers and your used teeth. to do, um, that's the, the, uh, story behind the red and white, uh, striped oh. thing was that because they used to do surgery along with like shaving and stuff. Gotcha. Um, okay. <laughs> they were just like, well, we have the sharp tools. Like we... I got the scalpel. Scalpel? And then someone pass it to him and be like, see? Beauty contests will be unnecessary as there will be so many beautiful people that it'll be almost impossible to select winners. They continued, the same will apply to baby contests. <laughs> Damn, beautiful babies and beautiful adults. I love that. I didn't realize I love the so many of these that were back focused in the on... Day they were like, so many of these babies are ugly as hell. <laughs> That's why we need baby contests. I'm, I'm also intrigued by how many of these are focused on the fact that, like, maybe you're right about the, like, the onset of the onset of evolutionary eugenic thinking and like social Darwinism that like people really thought only beautiful people are going to fucking have babies from now on. I think I've said this before, but I didn't mention it on pod, but one of my critiques of um, someone who I used to be in DSA with was uh, they were once just kind of describing their uh, socialist utopia. Um, and it very much involved the fact that like no one was fat anymore um in a way that felt vaguely fat phobic she was like looking at you and everybody yeah, yeah. skinny. and i was like holding a picture of paul over my face and she was like and everyone like has like really sculpted sexy bodies because like they're working on the farm all day or whatever and i was like I, maybe yeah, all right i guess that could be I part do, of like, your socialist yeah, utopia that, that, that sounds fun that she was mostly just horny for men to be real men again <laughs> yeah she was a real trad wife um some focused on personal grooming. One, uh, hold on. Um, okay, that that's a that's a nothing sentence. Um, one, one anthropologist reportedly versed in masculine and feminine trends declared curls for men by 2023. And then this is a similar prediction to something in Savannah News, which forecasts that women would probably be shaving their heads. I think they were about 20 years too early, too late. I was going to say, I'm reading the clipping, and it literally is one article that says, we should worry. It is now predicted that by the year 2023, only a mere little stretch of a century ahead, women will probably be shaving their heads, and the men will be wearing curls. Also, the maidens will pronounce it the height of style and personal primping to blacken their teeth. Won't we be pretty? The Savannah News. Interesting. That sounds reactionary. I have no idea what that means, but it is very funny that that was an I article. want to know what the context of that is in a larger sense, but I mean, hey, have you watched Mad Max, Charlie's the Road? Don't look too bad. Come on now. Is that maybe Natalie the Gorman, blackening the teeth thing was like, you know, in the like, in the era of, oh, it used to be stylish to look like you didn't work, so you'd have lighter skin, and maybe 2023 was just coming around the era where people were tanning. I have no idea mm. if this is true, but maybe they're like, okay, well, if people want to have tanner skin, even though you, they used to want to have lighter skin, maybe they'll want the opposite for their teeth. That's the only logic I can think of for why somebody would be like, black teeth are going to be uh, attractive. I'm not going to fight you on it, brother, but... I, I don't know. what What's the logic? Why would somebody just be like, oh, in the year 2023, people will want black teeth? I don't know. 
Okay, lifespan would be 100 years, and that certain individuals could make it to 150 or even 200. Uh, that just seems like a pretty, like, obvious case of, like, they were drawing out the graph for life expectancy and it recently ticked up, and they just were like, it's going to be a straight line from here, boys. Mm. Straight to 150, 200 years. One of these days, life expectancy, straight to the moon. <laughs> Bam, zoom, straight to the moon. Another person predicted 300 years. I like that. That's the next one. Somebody else was <laughs> just what up their prediction. <laughs> That's the only way to get published was to just. <laughs> I like um, that a lot of these start with scientists say what scientists were they? <laughs> yeah. Science. Oh. A scientist says a century from now, the average length of a human life will be 300 years. Quite a change. We of today have been living that long about once a month. Uh, We've been talking about this as like how grim this kind of thing is here we go for context the expected lifespan of someone born in the u.s decreased last year from 76.4 years to 76.4 years the shortest it's been in nearly two decades we are dying earlier <laughs> wait do they have the kidney one yet have you seen that one on your article no give me a second shit man, sheesh, <laughs> so good. Man. okay there's just someone who said that we'd spend less time working uh, da, 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 da. this was the four-hour workweek prediction that clearly didn't happen. Several publications posited that technological and industrial advances would make more parts of North America more habitable, uh, estimating the U.S. population at 300 million and Canada at 100 million in 2023. That's pretty close, right? Yeah, that's not bad. I don't know about Canada, but for the U.S., that's close. Okay, gizmos, gadgets, and other innovations. Okay, so they skipped the kidney one. Because... Okay, what's the kidney one? Okay. Kidney cozies will be worn to protect the kidneys on chilly days, just the same as teapots in the north is kept warm by a tea cozy. Do you want to steal that idea? <laughs> Can we patent that and do an Etsy thing? I, I don't understand what this means. Like, on the outside of your body, like, you'd have an extra little coat, or, like, you would... Yeah, you never, you never been outside and been like, oh, my kidneys... <laughs> Like, you, you'd have a surgeon implant a cozy into your body. A koozie. Koozie. Kidney. C, but it's spelled C-O-S-I-E-S. Hmm. That's an interesting proposal. I don't really... I've never had that issue before, so I don't really know. Yeah, why did this person think cold kidneys were such a big problem? I never really, like, thought of it as the organ that got cold. Do you think it's kidney beans? One person commented, I do like this comment, the fact that we're not doing this is probably why we're not living to be a 300 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, we just got to the kidney cozies. I couldn't find any more information on the kidney cozies. Aviation pioneer Glenn Curtis predicted by 2023, gasoline as a mode of power will have been replaced by radio and that skies will be filled with myriad craft sailing over well-defined routes, which the Minneapolis Journal deemed an attractive prophecy. I think that person was thinking of like a sort of Tesla electromagnetic radiation will power things. I don't think he thought radio, <laughs> literally. Although you didn't think he funny. thought that the DVD copy of the movie radio would be powering everything? <laughs> Scientists have predicted that by the year 2023, there'll be a movie about a, about a, I can't Gable. use the word they would use back then. Gable. Scientists have predicted that by the year 2023, there'll be a film about a mentally handicapped man that wins the hearts and minds of a football team. Okay, here we go. Here's one we, where we won. We won, loser, y y older people <laughs> from 1923. 
Elsewhere, the opening of a new polar airline was cheered for making it possible to fly from Chicago to Hamburg via the North Pole in just 18 hours, as opposed to the roughly 13 hours most direct flights take nowadays. Nice. All right, uh, let's see. Wireless and paperless communications, that happened. Archibald Lowe, the British scientist and author who invented an early version of TV and the first drone, among other things, wrote that the war of 2023 will naturally be a wireless war, thanks to wireless telephony, sight, heat, power, and writing. So you're telling me that this man predicted Infowars? Yeah, and he could not be more right. Oh, this is it, so we might as well read this. Professor Lowe concludes that it is quite possible that when civilization has advanced another century, mental telepathy will exist in embryo and will form a very useful method of communication. Lowe, an esteemed futurologist of his era, oh god, I wish that was still a job, (laughs) made many other and more accurate predictions about the 21st century. These include the rise of smartphones and dictation, contemporary department stores, the internet, and arguably British TV phenomenon strictly come dancing. What I love about that is he famously had in his will, he wrote, in my final prediction for the future, is that by the time everybody realizes my job was a scam, I'll be long dead. Is that true? No. That'd be very funny, though. That would be cool. I would love to go out like that. (laughs) It it is very funny to have a job that is unfalsifiable how good you are at it. Oh, you mean like being an evolutionary psychologist? Ayo, come on now. (laughs) We're coming for these evolutionary psychologists. Hey, come on, Stephen Finker. Come at me. I know completely unrelated to this topic and theme, but Eric Weinstein just went on the uh, Joe Rogan experience and just like the most boneheaded conversation you've ever heard by two morons. Mm. It's just like the Darren Hamlin thing. He's just like, well, we don't know what we don't know, but I just think that people shouldn't be telling me what I'm not supposed to say about it too early. I just think that we shouldn't be scared to ask questions. Just going on about... Wait, is Weinstein the professor or the brother of the professor? This one was the professor, so the less crazy one. I I think it was Brett. Eric is the more crazy one. He's the mathematician. Brett Mm. is the uh, old professor from Evergreen. Right, right, right. I think it was Brett that just went on Joe Rogan. Yeah, it was Brett that I was listening to. God, just the biggest moron. I don't know if he was an evolutionary psychologist, but he just has that energy. And I know his wife is the one who he wrote He was an evolutionary book. biologist. His sure. wife is the one that wrote the book that was like, what hunter-gatherers can tell us about today or something. It's like, shut the fuck up. That's what Paul says to every woman that writes a book, though. To be fair, I just don't like people who can spell, man. It makes me feel also, insecure. <laughs> did we not do a Spotify... Sp- did we not do a Spotify wrapped episode because your top five podcasts included Joe Rogan and your top five artists included Kanye West? <laughs> Let's just move on, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, by the year 2023 adrian will be nice to paul man <laughs> oh i'm sorry man this is one of my resolutions i'm trying to be kinder to people um do you want to do the first article or the second article i'm letting you choose because i'm being kind were there uh no more fun ones no that was it that was a whole article unless there's more in the uh in the thread you know what i really wish had been in this thread yeah if there was just like an old scientist let's call him like uh dr dr muffin and if dr muffin was just like in the future they're gonna have these little statues where the head's real big and the bodies are real small and they're like collectible and they're like of all of our favorite media figures of the day. <laughs> they're going to call them Funko Pops. That would actually be amazing. <laughs> I would be like, that guy knew what he was talking about. In the future, they're going to have 
the things that we eat for lunch, but instead of two pieces of bread, it's going to be two fried chicken fillets, and in between, a couple pieces of bacon and cheese. And that's going to be the optimum nutrition for the beautiful man of the future. <laughs> All right. Uh, Adrian, are you ready to move on to our columns? Sure. Do you want to go first or second? I don't mind. Whatever you want, my man. So mine's really easy. For the first time ever, I'm going to bring in Ask Claire from cactushugs.com. This is a Palm Springs uh, advice-based column from a lady named Claire. Um, So based in Southern California. The reason I'm bringing this in is because since I came back to California, it's been very rainy. And so one of the things we're not too worried about, hopefully, in this year and in this past year, uh, is forest fires. Uh, and two, one of my New Year's resolutions is kind of focused around um, trying more uh, adventurous ways to get laid. So these are kind of the two things that are going into why I think this is a good 2023 advice column. So yeah, and just to make it clear to the audience, we went, we just we're picking our articles based on we just went over what people thought 2023 was going to be like, and now we're picking articles about what 2023 is like. Here we go. Dear Claire, my sister is really into firefighters. She was all over social media trying to find restaurants and bars offering them deals during the fire. Uh, To be clear, this is during the Cranston Fire of 2018 in which an arsonist started a fire in Southern California that grew to be very large and grew to actually produce a lot of uh, mayhem. Nobody predicted online dating. One thing this article got correct about our uh, modern predicament. She was all over social media trying to find restaurants and bars offering them deals during the fire. She got all dolled up, went out, and ended bring- and ended up bringing a guy home. It bothered me that she was capitalizing on a terrible catastrophe. She's now collecting donations to go buy food to hand out this weekend in Idlewild. This is just her trying to get laid. Is it fair to warn the rest of my family not to give her money? Wait. Um, I don't, I don't see how her intentions behind it have anything to do with the results. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, this is as moral to donate. Just because I do make a wish to kids so that I can sleep with their grieving moms and dads. (laughs) Does that make a difference? Or dads. So you're not, you're never trying to get a threesome going. No, moms and dads. Oh, okay. Moms, dads, and grads if it's in June. No, what a weird thing for you to take issue with, you busybody. <laughs> wow, sheesh. Um, I'll say her sister sounds enterprising, enterprising, funny, clever. It, it, everybody's always. Are you saying like, that? Are you saying you wish you were a firefighter so you could bag this lady? <laughs> yeah, kind of. All of the, people always give dating advice that is so like unactionable they're like oh you should just be more confident or whatever and it's like what does that even mean like what a- are you are you are you doing that thing where you defend men's rights activists where you're like you know men are troubled in these days and all the left wants to tell them is be yourself have confidence how is that actionable advice adrian this is this is a young lady okay you're right you're right but sometimes they can be incels too but then that wouldn't be men's rights advice i don't even know what you're on about anyway and I feel like you do. She is g- putting herself out there and taking steps to make her life what she wants it to be, to bag a firefighter. I just don't understand why, while both doing that and doing a good thing for other people, she actually is taking this money and donating it to people in need for the fire. Mm. 
why is her sister upset with what seems like, you know, honestly, like, the best of both worlds sort of, like, solution? Like, this, could you imagine if all charity benefited us as much as it's benefiting this Mm. person? This is a beautiful thing. I think we just found one of the rare times in this world where our personal interests align with the good of the world in, like, a very beautiful, syncretic way. Uh, I do like that this reminds me of my high school uh, theory of knowledge class where, like, one of the questions that we tried to tackle one day was, like, is altruism ever ever purely altruistic? And I like that this lady is like, nah, it doesn't need to be. Consequences, baby, that's what matters. (laughs) In fact, I would say that the closest thing to a modern devil I've ever encountered in this world is the question writer. Yeah, she's the police, really. Yeah. I want to go back to... Uh, an, an old uh, Santa bit from Hari Kondabulu, the police, terrible. Fuck all cops. Firefighters? They're doing the Lord's work. They're just fighting fires, man. I know. It's such a like similar job. So close. But so far away from each other morally. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Unless, you know, if you want to send me an article about like the weird stuff firefighters get into, maybe do that, I guess. But <laughs> Are you talking about Titan again? <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. Paul, what's the what's the silliest profession you could be into where this is something that you'd have to go to extreme lengths to do like this to get to? She's really into presidents of the United States of America. So she became the secret and so that's why. Now this is just the now this is just the that's just a rom com. This is just the decom. Uh, that's a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> Come on now. My date with my secret service who's underage because it's a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> Now, that would be like the parents in the movie. She would be like the daughter who's trying to get them together. She'd be the daughter of the president. Who She's going to be the daughter of the Secret Service agent? Never mind. No, she'd be the daughter of the president, and the Secret Service agent would be like her. She would take on kind of like a mother role to oh. the president's daughter, and so then she'd be trying to get them together. Mm. Come on. Ooh, I thought the, I thought the premise me. would be that she'd be against it. No, no, she'd be for it because her mom, to, obviously to make the president sympathetic, they would have to do like uh, his ex-wife died his, or her his mom. His ex-wife died, yeah. And then Iraq. she'd be like, she doesn't have like a, a mom figure in her life. So the secret service lady like teaches her to put on makeup and she's like, <gasps> and like you see like the little You're light bulb beautiful. goes off in her head and she's like, I need to get her with my dad. Paul, what's what's the largest catastrophe you'd be willing to take advantage of to find love? Besides your dating life. <laughs> You didn't have to do me like that. Not on this podcast. <laughs> on our other podcast? <laughs> big facts, no cap, after hours? Talking talking fact. Talking big fact. Talking <laughs> talk tang. Um, <laughs> on our podcast where we just talk about the intricacies of making podcasts, we just talk about the details of what sort of mics we use and what sort of lens we record on. No, no, it's just, it's just big lies, little caps, where I wear a yarmulke and then you just have to lie the entire time like a, a guy guarding a, da- a gate. Dude, we have to cut it out of the episode that came out last Friday, but one of those words that Phil couldn't remember was tiny hat or yarmulke and he called it the tiny hat that Jewish people wear. I saw that you cut out a lot of the anti-Semitism that Phil brought to the podcast. Okay, okay. Um, So this person, what was their thing again? Yeah, she's upset at her sister. So the question is that now that she's escalating, right? Like before she was just trying to figure out who's giving out discounts to firefighters. Maybe this is something you need to nip in the bud because next thing you know, she's starting the fires to get the firefighters to her place. Was it a Nightcrawler situation? 
I haven't seen that. That is where he starts trying to document crimes as soon as they happen, and he gets the more money the quicker he gets there before other people. So he starts committing the crime so that he can be the first one there. And now she's the one who's like going to a firehouse sub where she knows they hang out and then setting it on fire. And then she's like the first one there. (laughs) Yeah. Paul, that's a brilliant answer. I think you killed this one, bro. Nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud, because she's gonna start getting crazy pretty soon. Um, yeah, tell your tell your family not to give money to this donation to this cause of this horrific <laughs> catastrophe. I like how complicated this explanation would have to be to the family, in that you're definitely gonna sound insane trying to explain this to your like mom and I, mom. She's just doing it to meet hot firefighters. Lindsay, honey, what are you talking about? You and your sister have always been competitive with each other, but she's just doing it for a good cause. No, mom. She's just trying to... Just because you're dating a stupid bastard cop and she's (laughs) dating a firefighter, that doesn't mean you need to feel competitive. She's trying to get that hose. Ah, You know, she's also thrown in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, they're, you know, they're like pretty close to the beach. You know, there's probably some surfer energy there. They're probably hanging out and being like, oh, 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 nice, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Paul, would you ever try and cockblock your siblings? No. Really? Yes. I feel like there have been times where my sister told me about Tinder things where I'm like, that guy kind of sounds like a murderer, but I'm going to let her do what she needs to do. Okay, but come on. Think about your siblings versus my siblings. And what my- do you think? What do you? Th- well, how would you describe the difference? Mine have a better sense. Of? Safety and practicality. Because they're white. She, well, that's what I wasn't supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, is that what you were going for? I couldn't tell. Did I? I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like it was going to be you calling Dorley dumb or something. What? No, of course not. She's just more wild. Mm. It is interesting to be attracted to a career. I think that's something that only goes female to male, right? I guess some men no, have things no. for strippers. Secretaries. <laughs> Schoolgirls. <laughs> no, I think the um I think the way you have to think about it is like what would accept what would be an acceptable thing for a stripper to wear at a like bachelor bachelorette party? So nurse, nurse would be one that like guys would definitely be into. You uh, think so? The, you have a buddy who's like, I'm just really trying to meet a nurse. Yeah, yeah. You know, ever since that Blink 182 uh album cover, cover he's been like super into it. All right, uh, I think we're ready for the answer, unless you have any more thoughts. Um, I, I think the sister's really cool. I think she just let them live their life. They're doing cool things. She does sound cool, right? I don't know why. I find it very charming. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. She sounds like someone who's probably willing to sleep with married men, and I think that's cool. I think that's she right. She sounds like a go-getter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, if you see her, I'm a go-getter. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, this is tangential, but do you remember a couple months ago there was that TikTok trend of... uh women who were married to linemen as in the people who like fix power lines after a storm and after the hurricane hit florida there was like this big saying on tiktok where they were worried about uh bucket bunnies which are women that they think are trying to steal their linemen husband they're like Hose. oh those are the jodies of the uh yeah, linemen yeah. sphere yeah the uh the linemen wives were worried that the bucket bunnies were gonna uh go down to Florida to steal their man. 
It was a very weird set of obscure niche drama, <laughs> but I don't know. All of those things just they they just scream so much of like maybe if you just had like a normal trusting relationship, none of this would be an issue. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't care how trusting your relationship is when a bucket bunny come comes. On, up those to your bucket mate. bunnies, come on now. <laughs> Because their the, their trucks look like they have the buckets in the back for them to go up to the power line, and these women are jumping from bucket to bucket. Come on now, that's why they're bucket buddies. <laughs> you know when the Navy SEALs go out to like do something in the ocean, and they they get the uh, the raft rabbits, <laughs> the, the women <laughs> go out there. <laughs> I can't think of another one if that's what you're waiting for. I can't. <laughs> I was hoping for something with hairs, because that's the other rabbit thing would be a hair. So a, a something hair. The hopping hairs. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you need to use something that's a bucket or something that people would use. Hondas? Yeah, you know when Honda sales have been coming <laughs> You know when there's a big Honda salesman convention and all these uh, Honda honeys show up in town? Oh, my God. Okay, Sizzling Sister. Sizzling Sister. The firefighters would appreciate the food, and perhaps some fun. There is no reason to stop your sister from doing something good, even if she's doing it for all the wrong reasons. You're not obligated to contribute, but it's silly to warn others not to. Claire. Claire's cool! Have we never had Claire on here before? That was a cool answer. Yeah, and accurate. I would put that right below Willie D in terms of just, like, best concise answer to a question that was dumb. Yeah. Get straight to the point. Alright. Paul, ready for your column? Yeah, so this was a column that was posted in 2023, and it was posted to Slate's Dear Prudy, and it's a very 2023-type question. Um, was it about, like, whether or not you should eat ass or not? Come on, man. We were having that conversation in, like, 2016. You're a little bit behind. You and I were? <laughs> Society. The collective okay. we. The royal we, which the I guess would just mean me again. Um <laughs> Adrian, uh, not to go backwards, but I was just wondering, do you know what a uh, what a groupie for a podcast would be called? Oh, is this like a what what do they call it for comedians? I was going to bring that up. It's um chuckle chuckle fuckers. Oh yeah, yeah, there's something like that. Um for comedian or for podcasters? Yeah. Pod pot 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 potty potty th- potty thotties. Potty thotties. All right, we just coined that term. Potty thotties. That's ours now. That's ours now. <laughs> you can't take that from us. All right. So this very 2023 question posted to Dan Coys as Dear Prudy on January 3rd, 2023. Is there a new Dear Prudy or is that the same one? Brother, I'm not sure. I think it actually switches pretty frequently now. I thought we had like four overall. Like the avatars. Are we now in the uh, now we back to an Earth avatar? <laughs> What was that on pod that we were talking about that you broke the news to me that there's going to be a new avatar show? That was off pod, but I'm very excited about that. Very similar to our conversation oh. earlier about the boondocks and No, that's Futurama. exactly what I was going to say is that when it comes to the avatar stuff, it feels like none of it's ever going to come out and I would I'm just happy to see anything come out. Mm-hmm. The live action one for Netflix got scrapped? No, it's supposed to still be going. I think they did a recasting thing. Dear Prudence, in 2020, my husband went through a type of emotional transformation. He started reading self-help books and gained knowledge about boundaries, toxicity in friendship, judgment, and resentment in relationships. 
He gained a language about how to protect his emotions and listen to his body about who was supportive in his life and who was not. Since then, he has cut out two genuinely toxic friends, which was great. Now, I feel that he has gone too far. Since then, he is in a state of such high alert about who could be transgressing, judging, or being toxic that he is basically trying to cut out every person in his life. This person looked at me funny. They are judgmental. Cut them out. This person unfollowed me on Instagram. They hate our success. Cut them out. My mom. Ooh, I like that that's like a DJ Khaled type <laughs> thing. My mom said a comment about how I'm too sensitive. She doesn't understand my journey. Toxic. Cut her out. I really want him to go to therapy and get better control of what his emotions are doing. But that is a whole other issue. I don't want to cut out all of these people from my life. And I can't be the only person tethering him to humanity. Where do I go from here? Damn, this feels like the Paul Adrian dichotomy. Uh, expand on that. Oh, you like to you like to paint me as someone who likes to cut people out for no reason. <laughs> Whereas you're like a real cool dude who likes to like bridge gaps and like find understanding in the middle. Hey, you're the one that said it, not me. You've previously said it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will give you the credit of I don't think yours was really based on a. Uh, internet understanding of boundaries People and toxicity. My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh it's like a yes man situation where you learn something and then you get way too into it in a way that's like clearly problematic and by the end of the movie you realize there's probably a middle ground. Yeah. It's also one of those things where it, it I mean it always cracks me up the whole like how these things can just become the old world with a new vocabulary like i mean the idea of just not disliking somebody like just being like oh that person's a dick i don't want to be around them existed forever but i Mm -hmm. like that now we just have a new language that also lets you be smug about it about disliking people that person's ableist it is cool that he got into this language like what other interests could he have taken up that he would be using the vocabulary Oh, probably something spiritual. Like, that person has, like, bad karma. That person has, like, mm. bad uh, thetans or whatever. Um, that person is living for the world and not for God or whatever. He got really into Twitch and he's like, ooh, your mom isn't poggers. Makes me sad ooh. when she comes over. I think those are my main examples, but I don't know. Maybe something, like, astrology-wise, too? But I guess that's, like, pseudo Astrology is another one where it can just put new words to old feelings. Ooh, I knew I knew he would be annoying. He's a Taurus. It's like, you think he's a dick? Just say he's a dick. So you're saying simplify it all. We don't vibe, because you know, like, I'm an Aries. He's a Gemini. It's like... I'm an Earth sign. He's a water sign. He's making me into mud, and I gotta get it out the mud. <laughs> Just call the person a creep. Can we just go back 10 years? I don't like this. I don't like this uh, This new special language I have to learn. Hey, based on the theme, I would say go 10 years forward to where we're going to go next to. Ooh, what's going to be the next set of language people use? Uh, That's the ting, bruv. <laughs> this guy really got into Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's the pangus munch, bruv. I'm going to keep it 150 on the quid. Hustle culture is a pretty clear one. He's all at sixes and sevens on this one, bruv. Right. He could 100% be, he could 100% be like, my friends aren't making money moves. And if you're not making money moves, you're not making moves. Hey, with me. You know what I'm talking about? If you ain't making net worth, you ain't in my network. <laughs> Come you know on. what I mean, bruv? 
well, no, self-help is a scam. I'm not going to like pretend that it was probably good that he learned some of these things. Maybe it was good. Maybe. No, I don't know. I've gone on that rant before of like learning the language without learning the deeper meanings of things is a pretty bad way to go about things. Oh, I think it might honestly hurt more than it helps because it makes people feel like they're making progress. It's like all the satisfaction of learning and making progress without any of the actual growth. It's like Mm -hmm. a very kind of dangerous thing to do to your mind to feel Mm -hmm. like you're learning without actually learning. But, you know, they're introspective, too. Like, I understand that I'm being toxic when I use the same knife for the peanut butter and the jelly jar. Mm. And that's my toxic trait. And your toxic trait is that you're an abuser. And, like, you know, we both have our (laughs) things, right? And my toxic trait is that I gaslight people into believing things that aren't true by subtly (laughs) manipulating them. Exactly. Do you think this is the natural conclusion of Kendrick Lamar telling everybody they need to go to therapy? Yeah. Well, can, I would really love to be in the room when someone tries to cancel their therapist based on the language that they learned on TikTok of like how they're being abusive or something or gatekeeping or girl girl bossing oh, or gaslighting. You know that's a real thing. I mean, there's definitely Twitter threads of people saying like your therapist is yeah. But what, what does the therapist say? Like, what is their response to that? I I think it's a tough position because I don't think therapy is effective. I would just drop it. Yeah. If the, well, if the person it doesn't trust you, it's not going to be effective. So I yeah. think as a therapist, yeah, yeah. you just have to be like. Well, we can't make progress if you don't trust me. So I think you need to find a new therapist. Like, you can say I believe what I was saying was correct, but if you don't trust me, there's no more progress to be made. Also, why would you want to be around that annoying person? If I was a therapist, I would totally want to give up that client. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Also, I love that this guy has a catchphrase, according to the wife now, which is she ended every one of her examples with cut her out. This person looked at me funny. They are judgmental. Cut them out. This person unfollowed me on Instagram. They hate our success. Cut them out. Y'all know my slogan. Cut them out. <laughs> what was the uh, what was John Taffer's on uh Shut It Down. Shut it down. <laughs> I wish instead of getting into uh instead of getting into self-help, this person got into John Taffer. They could be doing the same stuff, but also making great mm-hmm. cocktails. Yeah. With whimsical straws. Getting really into barn rescue. Barn rescue. Bar rescue. Bar barn rescue. <laughs> These horses and cows and sheep are all wrong. You gotta move them to the other Shoot side of the barn. Them down. <laughs> um who's even making self help books now? Can we make self help books? Is that is the is the market as cornered as I think it is now? I think nowadays you put in like a uh like a curse word to give it like an edgy title that makes it exciting for people at Target I to buy. I think that's from like a book from fifteen years ago. You're just like how to how to fucking hack your brain. <laughs> that's what you call how it. How to like, fucking hack your fucking stupid fucking brain. <laughs> how to unfucking tangle the mess that is your life. How to get the fucking gorilla mindset, bro. Ooh. Oh, you're going like, uh, you're going like Joe Rogan. Honestly. That's uh, Mike Cernovich, I think. Yeah, all right. Uh, self-help. As far as I can tell, the wife didn't um, explain what his problems were beforehand at all. It seems like he had two genuinely toxic friends. It's the only thing I can We say. all have two genuinely toxic friends. And if you don't know who those two genuinely toxic friends are, you are those two genuinely toxic friends. If you don't know who those two genuinely toxic friends are, you probably did a podcast with them last Friday. I can't. I can't tell how far bad he actually is in terms of his relationships. It sounds like. Uh, I mean, he said. He, oh, oh, you mean in the past? I was gonna say. I think once you're accusing your mom of making comments 
that are rude and that you need to cut her out, you're probably a little too far along your everybody's toxic yeah. journey, especially if you've never had problems with her in the past. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, unless you're Gerard Carmichael. Spoilies. <laughs> His mom specifically called him too sensitive. I think the problem with this is you can't confront him about this. He's gonna call you toxic. Yeah. His mom became Geechee Gotti all of a sudden. You's a bitch. <laughs> mom called him too sensitive because it sounds like he's being way too sensitive so as his wife are you gonna be able to call him <laughs> too mm. sensitive he needs a ride or die so you gotta figure out whether or not you're gonna do that for him find his favorite self-help book and write a sequel for it mm. the subtle art of giving a fuck <laughs> 12 strategies for not influencing people and losing friends the silverback gorilla mindset. We're not that good at this. <laughs> oh, you're just going to pitch me in with you just because you can't think of it anymore? Um, That's your toxic trait. <laughs> well, 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 Adrian, you're becoming this guy. Uh, you know I don't read any self-help. I only read shelf-help books, which it was how I was able to fix Phil's shelf. <laughs> Which we cut from last episode, so no one understands what that means. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I feel like we haven't given genuine advice. I guess it would be to talk to him honestly about how he may be over-utilizing these strategies and seeing the word Ooh. world through exclusively this paradigm is hurting him. No, 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 no. Intervention time, everyone tells a story about how he did something that was equally, if not worse, than what he's trying to cut them out for. And how, if he lives by those standards, it's going to leave him into a world of loneliness. Ooh, I just saw a thing about how attack therapy doesn't work recently. What? Just because those kids in Hollywood who get sent to those camps get fucked up by it? He's, an, he's a grown adult. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, corner him and yell at him about all his flaws until he becomes a better person. No, you can talk about it in a civil way. Paul, I don't I know how you do things, but we can still have civil discourse in this country if you're a reasonable person. Man, why do you have to be so mean? I know you love Biden, but like we can still have a civil discourse in this country. You know I'm riding for Biden. You know I'm one of those people that does Brandon, but like in a way where I like call him good things. I'm like, let's go Brandon, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Dark Brandon. Dark Brandon, yeah, that's what they say. I think this guy isn't going to be receptive. He's going to shut down and cut you all out before you can tell him examples of when he's been toxic. So instead, you need to start complaining about your friend at work who has a name that just happens to rhyme with his name. Oh. And complain about this guy for months and months. And then when he's like, when, that guy should be cut out of your life. And that's when you go, those are all, those are all things I've seen you do. Ooh. And blow his mind. And then he explodes. And then he's dead, so you can find a new husband and you get the life insurance. Okay, would you like to hear the official answer from Prudy? Sure. What a difficult situation. Your husband's embrace of his own psychic health has short-circuited. Psychic health? Is that the word choice they had? Yeah. Okay, alright. Yeah, not psychological, not anything else psychic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he views the world through toxic colored glasses. Who will be next? How long can you maintain his Damoclean approval before the sword falls upon your head? You write that you think getting control of his emotions is a whole other issue. But I don't think it is. 
He suddenly has access and insight into emotions that he's never had permission to explore. It can be heady understanding finally that there are words for the feelings you've been feeling and that you can take actions to change those feelings. Adrian, one more time, because that sentence was wordy. It can be heady understanding it. finally that there are words for the feelings you've been feeling and that you can take actions to change those feelings. You feel me? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was kind of feeling like Did you, you weren't feeling Did you just do the whole rap me. god verse? Well, but, but, but it can be heady to understand that finally <laughs> the words that you are feeling can be feeling and you can take actions to change those feelings. That sounded like rap god. He right now he's just like a licensed teenager placed behind the wheel of a sixty-five thousand pound bulldozer. Sure, he might build a couple of useful walls, but he's also going to knock a bunch of important things down in the process. I would encourage him to find a therapist. You don't need to risk being the next cop by telling them that he's been on a bit of a rampage, but hopefully a person who's embracing emotional health and clarity about self can see that a natural next step is to find a professional to help him sort to help him sort through all he's learning on the journey. In the meantime, send his mom a few emails. Just keep in touch. Whoa, whoa, going behind his wow. back to talk to toxic people? That sounds toxic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to get you into hot water if he finds out about that. Yeah, I really don't think you should ever, like, if somebody's cut out their parents and they're like, they're a toxic narcissist, mm. you should not start as a partner reach out to their parents that's gonna seem like a real big betrayal <laughs> when they find yeah. out yeah no i agree with that um even if he is wrong it's still like not just not the move yeah the rest of it seemed eh, yeah yeah get him a therapist i don't know what even like i don't know maybe like are there <laughs> not good youtube videos debunking the self-help books that he reads <laughs> Sounds like he's too far off the deep end. Even the good YouTube videos are not going to convince this guy because it's like he's he believes what he wants to believe based on the stuff he's found online and in his research with self-help books. The problem mm. I've, I've actually I, I've known someone who's kind of like this person and they specifically were like, no, I don't mm. want to see a therapist because Ooh. I can do self-guided therapy online better. Like, that's when you know somebody's, right. like, really off the deep end. You know and what I mean? this is someone whose first name starts with a B? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> what now? Hmm? Hmm? Sometimes when hmm. people are off the deep end, like, guiding them to their own help, it's, like, a very, uh, it's a thing you gotta navigate. It's not as easy as this person's making you, it you seem. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. What are you gonna do? But what if you're like... Withhold sex, honey. Withhold sex. Oh, my. Why do you always wait till after we read their answer to pitch the perfect answers, Adrian? What can I say? It comes to me like divine light. <laughs> <laughs> we should start our own advice column that just looks for if it's a fella <laughs> or a lady right again. And either way, the tip is withhold sex. Yeah, there you go. I'm having a lot of trouble with my mom recently. Withhold sex. <laughs> Nasty. You nasty poem. My grandpa's just been acting different. Withhold sex. Withhold sex, honey. <laughs> Alright, on that nasty note. Yeah, on that NN that you got going on. Hey, you just been making the stallion. Uh, Alright, big fact, no cap, let's get out of here. Big fact. In the year 2023, nobody will be talking in person anymore. 
we'll all be talking in the web. Mm. Nobody will be looking at spider webs. We'll be on the web. Nobody will be creating friendships that are intersocial. They'll be on the internet. Nobody will be playing soccer, kicking a soccer ball into the net. They'll be browsing Facebook on the net. In the year 2023, nobody will be reading books with their face. They'll be on Instagram. In the year 2023, nobody will buy a gram instantly. I have nothing for that one. Alright, my no cap is by the year 2023... That shiny Charizard that you have and that Beanie Baby you have are going to be worth like seven jillion Kuburger Burgers, which is the new currency. And that will buy you at least one hamburger. One teeth darkening. Mm-hmm. So save it up. Bye, y'all. Bye. In the year 2525 if man is still alive if woman can survive they may find in the year 35 35 ain't gonna need to tell the truth tell no lies everything you think and say is in the bill you took today in the year 45 45 ain't gonna need your teeth won't need your eyes you won't find a thing to chew nobody's gonna look at you in the year 55 55 your arms are hanging limp at your Nothing to do Some machine Doing that for you In the year 65, 65 Ain't gonna need no husband Won't need no wife You pick your son Pick your daughter too